I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode six of our Footnote episodes, where I am joined by the wonderful Lee Manning, partner at Raffinger's, and we talk about the previous episode and what we learn and what we can take from their stories. Welcome, Lee. Hi, Ash. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm loving the series so far. Mm. The guests have been amazing and really interesting. I'm really looking forward to talking to you about Stephanie. Yeah, so in today's Footnote episode, we'll be breaking down my conversation with Stephanie Sword-Williams, founder, author, and speaker of Fuck Being Humble. Steph has had such an amazing career where she basically took her side hustle, Fuck Being Humble, on full time just as COVID hit in 2020. Here's a clip of Steph talking about how she pivoted her business to go online during the pandemic. I quit my job two weeks before the pandemic hit to be a public speaker and all public events got cancelled. Yeah, I lost like 90% of the business like within weeks. And I think, to be honest, I just went into kind of survival mode where it wasn't really an option that I was going to sit around and, and have a meltdown. It was like, okay, well, well, what can I do? How can I shift all of this online? And, and it wasn't too difficult. You know, it was just a case of buying a Zoom account where I can host up to 500 people. And that was essentially my only outgoings. And it was just a case of pivoting everything online. What I'm really proud of is the way that I created my event content, as I said at the beginning, it's always action-based. I hate going to events where you just sit and listen to someone talk for an hour and they're like, cool, what do I do with that? So the way that I'd always structured my events was it was workshop-based. So you come along, I'll give you five or 10 minutes, lots of ideas to think about. And then I say, you've got one minute to answer the next six questions. And it's really about taking people on that, that journey so that as they leave the session, they've got loads of points that they can go and implement immediately. That's the way to do it, really. See it as a challenge and use that challenge to inject a sense of purpose and then grow from that. So, Lee, did you come across any businesses who thrived in the last year and in the pandemic? And was it due to the industry that they were in or how they managed that migration to online? What were some of the reasons? Yeah, so as you know, it was a nightmare for the last 15, 16 months. And yeah, I came across quite a few clients who really took the changes um, and took a really positive step to changing the way they actually went about their business. And I found that it wasn't the industry because some of the industries were hit really hard. And these business owners just pivoted completely um, and really motivated to actually go ahead and sort of reinvent themselves because they mm-hmm. knew that if they didn't do that, they were going to be in big trouble. 
and they saw an opening and they really went for it. So I think it was down to the individual, the business owner, rather than the industry that we was in. Was it one of your fitness clients who actually pivoted their business online and did really, really well from it? Yeah, 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 100%. He used to obviously do fitness um, <clears throat> classes at the gym and obviously it was shut and he just pivoted and said, right, everything was online and, yeah, and did very well out of it. Yeah, did really well. And he's got a kind of similar story because obviously something that I spoke to Steph about was her brand. You know, Fuck Being Humble was all about self-promoting with pride and the client that we just spoke about has kind of built his own online business where he's famous in his own right for fitness and what he does and you know, self-promotion is key to that. And in your experience, have you found that business owners who are more successful are better at self-promotion and are actively self-promoting? And if so, how? Oh, without a doubt, I think, if you don't promote yourself as a business owner, I think you're going to fail. Um, so the common denominator with a lot of business owners that I deal with are they're confident people. They, they they go out and really sell themselves because I think if you're a shy, reserved person and you can't sort of present yourself, I think you're going to really struggle being a business owner. So we, we see that trait across all our clients who run their own businesses. Um, and also they have coaches and people who help them because it's really hard to be taught that skill and I think they just need it to be enhanced and they need to obviously to learn from other people who can give them that guidance the great example is networking I think if you're very shy and reserved and you're going networking and you're trying to sell your your services your products yourself and and you're just standing in the corner and not talking to anybody you're not going to get any business so I think self-promoting is vital and is and as a key trait for, for business owners I couldn't agree more and Lee obviously Steph mentioned in her episode that People seem to think that if you're self-promoting, you can come across arrogant. Do you think there is a fine line between self-promoting and confidence versus just being arrogant and blowing your own trumpet all over the place? Yeah, I, I think it's such a fine line, isn't it? And I think she covered that really well on the podcast that you're not an arrogant person. So I think if you know yourself, you're not arrogant, you're not going to come across arrogant. But you're right, in networking events, I've been to many and you have as well, that mm-hmm. somebody comes across too confident, you straight away you put the barriers up, oh, he's a bit arrogant and I'm not going to deal with it. Very sousy people. Yeah. I think if you, if you can learn how to get the message across without being arrogant, I think you, you will be very, really successful. And I think that's so important. And I think people can coach and teach you that, that that difference. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Steph also did mention about when she used to go to networking events, she realised she was actually really bad because she's such an extrovert that she said she would talk and talk and talk and probably much like me and found that that was, as you say, almost quite off-putting. Whereas then when she really learned how to do networking properly, she realised that the best networkers actually were taking a step back and really listening to what people were saying and engaging in conversation and not just trying to shout about themselves the whole time. It was kind of a two-way street. Something else Steph and I spoke about was the lack of female representation in the world of business. She in particular spotted that in the creative industry. She was going to networking events and things like that. And, you know, she'd go to a panellist event and there would be a panel of six men that would be representing who she is, I guess, on that panel. And she didn't feel like there was representation out there for her. How can business owners tackle this and motivate women to feel comfortable taking on leadership roles, joining panellist events and stuff like that? Definitely. I think it's changing and I think it has changed over the last five or so years, but there's still a long way to go. I really do. I deal with 
quite a few business owners who are run by really strong women. I don't think women are now frightened of going into the business world. I think leaders are more open to this. The media is helping, without a doubt. You look at a lot of the business programs, Dragon's Den, half of them are women, the apprentice, it's changing, but it's still got a long way to go. We're very conscious of this within Raffinger's. Even our practice, look, we've got 11 partners, all fellas. We're making conscious efforts to promote female leaders to the board. We want diversity, and it's become quite important for us in the culture and the way we want to grow our practice. There's so much support now, isn't there? The community, women in business, there's all networking groups for women. I think there's a lot of support out there for, for women to really go for it and, and take the advantage of it. And, and I think working from home, remote working, I think remote working's I think, changed it massively for women where they can deal with home life as well as their minor business. It's getting there. And to play us out, here is Steph talking about the art of self-promotion and changing mindsets around being confident. We have to start creating opportunities and spaces. And if you play small, no one wins. So it's really about asking yourself, like, what is the future you want? What is the legacy you want? How do you want people to speak about you when you're not in the room? Are you on track to achieving those things? And if you're not, then you have to have a word with yourself and say, okay, how can I get from A to B? And so it's really important for you to reflect on your personal and professional goals so that you have something to work towards. Otherwise, you will wake up in five years' time and go, what if, why did I say no to those things? It's that mindset shift. It's the blag now, worry later, and you just won't have to worry later. Thanks for listening to our footnote episode. Join us next week where we'll be talking about the importance of good leadership after my conversation with Matt Porter. I have been your host, Ashley Bloom, and this is Beyond the Balance Sheet. 